0: This
1: Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca.
2: Well, if you spend any amount of time online, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: shopping online, really anything online, you have probably have had someone try to steal some of your information, or maybe they have.
0: Maybe they tried to scam you, tried to, to fish you. Yeah, obviously, a lot of workplaces, there are constant <laughs> IT securities. Isn't there, Daryl? <laughs> yes, there are. Every time you turn around, they're, they're, they're putting out another one just so that they can train people to know what to look for. Well, anytime there there is an opportunity, criminals find a way to take advantage mm-hmm. of it. So, for example, Amazon Prime has this big shopping uh, extravaganza going on over a couple of days, yesterday and today. As it turns, turns, Turns out it is a prime opportunity as well for those scammers to try and get your money. So how do they do it? What do they do? What do you watch for? And it has to go well beyond the whole Amazon Prime uh, shopping experience. So let's check in with Robert Falson, who is head of engineering at Checkpoint Canada, going to help us out with a little information. We're, if, if Information is our armament, is it <laughs> not, Robert? It is indeed. Thanks for having
2: me. Hey, Robert, nice to have you. So when we take a look. Look at days like uh, you know these Amazon Prime days yesterday and today. How how much do the attacks go up? Like how much more activity do we see from scammers on days like this?
1: Well, specifically in the Amazon Prime case, we've seen uh, campaigns related to this sale go up about 16 times, 16-fold uh, in June alone uh, compared to May. So there's a, a incredible increase. This is a fairly large event for Amazon, and, and with the amount of volume that Amazon does in general in Canada, you can imagine that this is a significant event uh, for both consumers and scammers alike.
0: Mm. So, what specifically are the scammers doing? Like, what what is their technique? What is their what is their angle to try and get your money.
1: Sure. As with, uh, I think with most of these situations, what we see is they're taking advantage of the excitement around a particular event. We see this at major events like Christmas, for example, or Boxing Day or, or Black Friday in the U.S. There's a lot of folks who are looking to get a deal. So, what the hackers are looking to do is find ways to get you to re- react emotionally rather than, you know, to be smart about it. So, they'll send you emails. The best thing to do is look when you see things come into your inbox and you see something that looks really too good to be true or, to, you know, to too good to be realistic it probably is so they'll send you an email stating about something could be uh, you know a great deal on on uh, gucci clothing or something come and get it at amazon uh, tomorrow and you're like wow that's amazing 90 percent off and all you got to do is update your payment information because there seems to be a problem with it of course there isn't they're just there to try to gather your your payment information and steal from you
2: you know robert at christmas time uh, i did get one of those emails from amazon and next thing you know it was like ah, call my husband what's happened or it was like it was a that i had ordered something and i had to confirm it anyway it turned out it was it was a scam but you know when you're talking about this saying hey you know for example gucci 90 percent off doesn't it fall back and if it's too good to be true it probably is i mean daryl and i both kind of look at each other and go like should, people should know this stuff
1: yeah, but I think again we're reacting emotionally, right? People get excited if it's something specifically that you've been waiting for and, and to think about it, if you've been fished for a while, for example, mm. maybe you've already been compromised and they already know stuff that's coming in and out of your inbox, they might be targeting you with something that is more likely that you're going to try to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So these are fairly dangerous in some cases that so people can lose quite a bit of money, but you know, these are there's a, a myriad of scams that are going on related to this Amazon scam where they might just even be getting You to buy product and perhaps ship it somewhere uh, outside of the country because you know a lot of these hackers don't exist inside the country; they're in countries uh, outside of Canada. So there's lots of different angles to these scams and what they're trying to accomplish with them, but all of them are financially motivated.
0: You see, and that's worrisome to think that you might be the target of a a long con, you know, (laughs) a long scam. Because so often we like to think that on the internet, well, nobody's paying attention to me. I'm just one of millions Mm. and billions of people who are on the internet. So you know, I'm fine. My anonymity will will protect me. Explain to us how uh, you get targeted. How do they get our email addresses? How do they figure out what is the best bait to use? Well, for sometimes, for example, if they were
1: able to get access to your email over a period of time for you know, I know a lot of folks that are using public email services like Hotmail or Gmail and things like that, and they don't have strong passwords and maybe their password was released in a in a in a hack one day, right? So if you if you see on a regular basis the news is is littered with reports of a massive hack happened to this company or that company, often what'll happen is your username and password are leaked and many people being typical humans use the same username and password to log into multiple sites. So as a result of that, a hacker might get your credentials in a bundle of other credentials that they got from an online hacker, and then they would use that to log into a number of different services, and lo and behold, they end up getting your email address and your email access. So then they're reading your email while you are. And if they happen to see something like, you know, maybe your your mother is ill, they might send uh, uh, an email, phishing email that says, you know, amazing new cure discovered uh, for this particular illness. And, of course, you're, you're emotionally going to be far more likely to click on that email than you would be, you know, than the average person might be.
2: So is that a, a good indication that you are being phished? I mean, how can you tell that you're you're getting conned?
1: very difficult because the, the attacks are becoming far more sophisticated and that's why we, we do recommend that folks use some advanced software on your machines now because in the old days, the old days, years ago, uh, it used to be quite simple to be able to look at the email and go, wow they spelled Amazon uh, with an R. <laughs> so that's a pretty good indicator, right? Or the, the, the English or the grammar is so terrible, you, it's pretty obvious that it's fake. But the fact is a lot of these attacks now are being powered by artificial intelligence and chat GPT and the like so as a result of that they're becoming far more accurate and difficult to discern from the fake ones and i think that's the real challenge is people are falling for these because they're really really good
0: Hmm. and they don't need a huge percentage of people to uh to 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 Take it up, right? You can have ninety nine point eight percent of the population is is, is wary and mm-hmm. they don't click on these links or they don't follow the phishing scams. But it does you know, they can, it doesn't take an awful lot of, of people to take a lot of money out of their pockets.
1: Absolutely, and, and you're, you're probably close to the right numbers with that, honestly. They're, they're not a high percentage of them are successful, but to your point, it doesn't take many. If they, if they get a small percent of those people, provide them with, with funds or, or, or product or what have you, um, it was successful for them. And remember, many of the people who are actually participating in these scams, in these call centers and so forth, are themselves victims, right? So it's a, it's a seriously uh, big challenge for sure.
2: Robert, before we let you go, I always want to, you know, give our, our listeners some, you know, best practices, some some tips, that sort of stuff, some things to remember what they need to be doing. So can you can you give us maybe, I don't know, a top three of uh, you know, best way to protect yourself right now?
1: absolutely absolutely so first of all as i mentioned before look for misspellings and things like that in the email that's the easiest telltale sign uh, that something is wrong with that with that mail secondly before prime day or for any of your websites create a strong password make sure that you have strong passwords for more than just one site and don't use the same one that's one of the biggest problems that but people But how do have. you
2: remember them all yeah
1: Yeah, if you need to, you can use a piece of software, right, like a password tool that will, you remember one really good password, and then it will allow you to create strong, uncrackable passwords. You know, I say uncrackable, but pretty much, uh, or at least more difficult uh, for the rest of the websites that you (laughs) use. And remember, you don't have to be, uh, the old saying is you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the other person running from the bear, right? (laughs) So, there's that.
0: (laughs) You don't have to be the fastest, (laughs) just don't be the slowest, yeah. (laughs) right
1: and', and a look for the lock on the website make sure that they're using SSL encryption uh, that's another good site that'll they'll, they'll, uh, a good way to tell whether the link is really uh, like from a reputable company or not uh, and don't share ma- your, your your secret uh, information don't share your personal information from any email that you get inquiring for you to do so if you just do those things keep your machines up to date make sure you're using uh, top-notch software uh, on your machine to protect you from those things you're going to be way more safer than the next person.
0: Okay. Is that like security software? I always think of Norton and McAfee as being the first ones that come to mind. Is that the type of software you're talking about?
1: Yeah, so for the, for consumers, we have something called Checkpoint uh, Zone Labs, uh, you know, Zone, Zone Alarm Firewall, actually, and it's it's quite a solid piece of software. I recommend that for anybody that's, you know, looking to use the machine for any sort of financial work or shopping or whatever on their machines. Definitely uh, check out uh, Checkpoint.com for that.
2: All right, Robert, that was absolutely great. Thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. Robert uh, Felsen, the head of engineering at Checkpoint Canada. I mean, all of those things we hear over and over again, but I think, you know, how many of us actually are doing it? What's the
0: easiest? What's the easiest? What uh, doesn't get in our way? Uh, the same password over and over and over again. It's easy until they take all your money.
2: Well, and that's it, right? Yeah.
0: 646 here on The All-New, This Morning with Jalen and Daryl. Back in a moment. Saving it up, Friday night. With the Sultans. Yeah, the Sultans play Creole. This morning with Jalen
1: Nye and Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca
0: <sighs> This is a very good song. The guitar is awesome. That yeah, was that nice air guitar, Morley. Thank you. You. You, you, Thank like, you nailed it. It was perfection. Yes. I love this song. Now, you're getting mixed up whether you're playing bass or you're playing lead, though. Which I'm, one are you I'm doing? I'm playing both <laughs> at the same time. You're amazing. Yes. My yes, gosh. I am. That's a gift. <laughs>
2: Didn't you have guitar lessons while I was away?
0: Yeah, briefly. Yeah. yeah we, had, we had one person come in. I, I learned a chord. <laughs> Well, Which you I learned, have since you forgotten. You learned a song. Yeah. Well, yeah. you had the sheet. We sent you home with the yep. sheet, did we not? Yeah. Well, of course, you don't have a guitar at home, bro. No. No, I do not. So I have a great collection of air guitars at home, just fantastic.
2: <laughs> you sent him home with. Guitar sheet music?
0: Well, not a sheet music. It's Just uh, the lyrics and the, what the chords. Uh, are. Yeah, yeah, no.
2: Dun 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 can... dun dun. dun, 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 dun <laughs> isn't, isn't that
0: supposed to be? Isn't that required? That if you you learn anything, you're supposed to do "Smoke in the Water" first. Yeah. I think that's it. That's like the first one.
2: That's right. When my brother when my brother tried to learn how to play guitar a uh, hundred bazillion years ago, that's what he learned. And so he'd be downstairs in the rec room at 10 years old. And again, so think about this. This mm. is like 1982. Durn, durn, durn. That's all it was. Which is
0: great. Over and over uh, and over and they told over. our guest the day he was in, I, I could do Smoke on the Water and a very bad version of Wipeout. So that was it. <laughs> Not the guitar part. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because that's the one, because that's just like three fingers down, three fingers up, three fingers down, three fingers up, right?
2: That's, yeah, how fast can they? Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Well, the ones well, that can do it fast. I can't do it fast or well.
0: I can't do it faster well. I can't really do it. I can so, do it slow and poorly.
2: <laughs> it's interesting. There's There's been, uh, I think, is it Netflix that had, I'm not 100% sure, but a, a series uh, on the Rolling Stones, but it, it, it's a four-part mm-hmm. that talks to each member. So Mick Jagger, um, Ron, Keith, whoever, Richards. Keith, what, Keith Richards, and whatever. And the last one we watched was Keith Richards. And so watching him Play guitar, you know, pretty awesome, but looking at his hands now mm-hmm. and just like how gnarly they yeah. are in a oh my gosh, you've been playing guitar for 80 years. It's well,
0: that, wild. Because he, he's like 80 years old. Yeah. It could yeah. just be arthritis too. Like well, I think it's, it's, a, little it's a little
2: bit old. of both. And, uh, it's a little bit of both, but you can just tell. That's the... It's uh, just, yeah.
0: That's the sad thing. I've heard a few stories about some great guitarists over the years who just can't play anymore because of arthritis mm-hmm. in their hands, and, and they're older and they can't just move their hands mm-hmm. fast enough anymore. I think Peter Frampton is just, he's got some something mm-hmm. going on that he mm-hmm. can't play anymore as well now. So yeah, Jerry Doucette, before he passed away, he had to stop playing because uh, he had arthritis too bad in his hands as well. One
2: of Frantum's, Frampton's latest albums was really good. Oh, really? Uh, I listened to it on, a, on a, it's a, a little bit of some remakes and stuff mm. like that, but it's actually uh, really quite good. It's the bluesy one.
0: I think I told you it's about that. It's the
2: bluesy album. one. I think maybe you did, did. tell me yeah, that, that one. That
0: sounds yeah. like a potential for a mixtape Friday. That's um, what I'm thinking. Maybe.
2: Yeah, we'll it's it's actually pretty good. I'm just uh, talking you among yourselves. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll tell you what, you there. dig it up and we'll <laughs> check in with
0: Chopper <laughs> Traffic and we've it's got lots time. more show there to come here so we can come back to it.